This is Saturday, April the 9th. How can we finish up this week and also this series? Well, let's do so by asking, what is the nature of a gift? In 1829, two men, George Wilson and James Porter, robbed the United States mail carrier. Both were subsequently captured, tried in a court of law. In May 1830, both men were found guilty of six charges, including robbery of the mail and putting the life of the driver in jeopardy. Both Wilson and Porter received their sentences, execution by hanging, to be carried out on July 2nd. Porter was executed on schedule, but Wilson was not. He had influential friends, and these friends pleaded for mercy to the President of the United States, Andrew Jackson, on his behalf. And President Jackson issued a formal pardon, dropping all charges. Wilson would have to serve only a prison term of 20 years for his other crimes. But here's the thing. Incredibly, George Wilson refused the pardon. Now we might ask, really, can a person reject their own pardon? I thought a pardon set the prisoner free. But it's true. The prisoner must actually receive it. Now, as we finish up this week of gentle and lowly, we return to the verses at the heart of our study. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now we've zoomed in during this study to get a close look at the heart of Jesus, and the discovery has been surprising. We have found the depth of Jesus' compassion for us, how it flows from the core of who he is. Love is not a side issue of the character of God. It is who God is. Jesus cannot love stop loving any more than God can stop being God. He just can't un-God himself. And so here we have Jesus speaking of his own heart, telling us that he's humble. He is gentle. He is open to us. His heart is the welcome mat of God. God extending his arm toward, arms toward tired and weary sinners. Now it's remarkable that we never see Jesus exalt himself above anyone. He meets sinners, those who have taken themselves far from God, but Jesus is not far from anyone. He greets each person with grace. He sees the struggles that human beings are living with, and he enters into their grief and their pain. He feels compassion from the depths of his being. He doesn't keep a safe distance from life. We have learned that Jesus knows suffering. He has been tempted just as we have in every way. But notice those first words of Jesus. Come to me. Yes, Jesus sets no requirements. There are no conditions. Only that human beings must receive what he has to provide. The life he has come to give. It is not the Lord who is keeping us out. The story is of us refusing to come to him. He is not unwilling to receive us. We seem unwilling to welcome his grace, to receive his love freely given. I've been in places that though I desperately needed help, I refused to ask for it. And maybe you've been there as well. 
We have done life for so long on our own that we don't welcome the grace we're given when it's offered. Not everyone came to Jesus. And that's the second thing I see in this invitation. Everyone was invited. There were no screenings, no pre-approvals were required. The poor were not kept out of allowing room for the rich. No room was provided for all. They only had to come. In our world, there are good seats at the concert for some and seats that are not so good for others. Some people seem to have better opportunity than others. Others remain outside wondering if there's room for them and if they're invited to the party at all. But that's not Jesus' invitation. Come to me, he says. Then there is the result. Rest in him. Rest for our very souls. What is he speaking about? Jesus is speaking of the unending mission of every person to justify himself or herself. This is the burden that each of us know to make our, to build and make our own lives, all based on our own performance, our own successes, our accomplishments, and our character. But the truth is, we cannot do it. We may put in a good effort and play a good game, but we've lost the game before we even began. And that isn't to say we shouldn't try. It's to say that Jesus can give us rest from the tyranny of our own striving to prove ourselves worthy of the lives we've been given. I think Jesus must have seen the people in Galilee that he spoke these words to carrying immense internal and external loads. As good Jews, they were aware of the law and they knew they were far from where they should be. They carried the internal self-recrimination of knowing their weaknesses of knowing they fell short. But there was more. They were also oppressed. Not only were they herded by the Romans and made to feel as if they were nothing, their own religious leaders also placed heavy burdens on them that they just couldn't carry. And Jesus stood before them with the offer of life. Freedom from the internal burden and peace to live with the external one. That is why he called to them and told them that they would find in him rest, a soul rest. Their weary bones would be restored to wholeness and they could walk with God unimpeded by their burdens. During our study, we've tracked along with Dane Ortland's book, Gentle and Lowly. I appreciate he, the way he concludes the book. He says, The Christian life boils down to two steps. Number one, Go to Jesus. Number two, see number one. Whatever is crumbling all around you in your life, wherever you feel stuck, this remains undeflectable. His heart for you, the real you, is gentle and lowly. So go to him. That place in your life where you feel most defeated, he is there. He lives, he lives there, right there. And his heart for you, not on the other side of it, but in that darkness, is gentle and lowly. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for showing us your heart. Help us to remember when the dark moments come that even if we travel to the far side of the sea, even there, you will be with us and for us. Help us to rest in your steadfast love. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Monday we'll start our podcast series that will lead 
from Palm Sunday through Easter. God bless.